Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're talking about the widow's might, giving, and the place of generosity in the Christian life. Amen, amen, amen. Let me tell you something, children, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light mine, I'm gonna let it shine, yeah. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. I let it shine, let it shine to show my love. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. So here we have today in this gospel the story of the widow's might about this poor woman who has nothing and gives from her poverty. And you know probably all of us have heard this many times and I think often we get the idea or even that we are explicitly told that the giving of the widow should be an example for us. That look at that widow who gives of everything she has, doesn't even have enough to live on and yet she still gives. And as we are entering into our stewardship season, that would be a pretty good message to give. But I think that that actually is exactly the opposite of what Jesus is trying to tell us. What Jesus was trying to tell his disciples in this story from Mark's Gospel. So let's put this story in the context of what's happening. This is happening in Jerusalem and it's the second day that Jesus and his disciple have been in the city. 
we remember that Jesus enters into the city to great acclamation. There's crowds gather and they wave palms. It's the, it's the event we celebrate on Palm Sunday. It's the beginning of Holy Week. Jesus enters into Jerusalem with the support of the crowds who, who cry out his name and, and make his way so that he can enter into the city. And on that first day, Mark tells us, when Jesus enters into the city with the support of the crowds, he goes immediately to the temple and he overturns the tables of the money changers and he fashions a, cord, a whip of cords and he chases them out of the temple. Because Jesus sees that the whole temple system has been perverted, has been turned upside down, that this great house dedicated to the worship of God has become the means by which those in power steal money from the faithful poor. And so Jesus, we hear in this lesson, this is the second day that Jesus, and he has spent the whole day debating with the Pharisees and the scribes, teaching the message of the good news of God. The good news that we read in the psalm about relief to the poor and food for the hungry and, and the release of captives and, and the overturning of oppression by tyrants. That's the good news that Jesus comes to offer. But yet he offers it in this temple where exactly the things that Jesus is teaching against are happening. And the way it worked is the reason that for that there were money changers in the temple is that the money that people were using were the coins of the Roman Empire, the denarius. But you can't use a denarius in the temple. You have to change it into temple money. And of course, when you change your denarii into temple money, the money changers, hell, they had to take a cut. And so this poor widow who comes in and offers these two coins probably started out with four coins. They had to take him away so they could give her the right coins to put into the treasury. So the treasury has taken her very last penny. The money changers have stolen from her. And Jesus doesn't say, look at that woman and be like her. He says, look at that woman and see how the temple is robbing her. Look and see how the powers that be prey on her faithfulness. That she, like that widow who served Elijah, is a woman who trusts in the word of God. And she believes that these, this temple system is put in place by God. But in fact, it's been put in place by people. It's a human creation created originally to worship God, but perverted, as Jesus is showing them, to becoming the symbol of oppression, the very thing that Jesus comes to overturn. And so the truth is that this widow's faith is something that I think Jesus does hold up. It is something that we are called to emulate. It is something that is an example for us, that she trusts absolutely in her God. That she is, in fact, willing to give everything because she trusts that that God will use it and that somehow God will take care of her. That is the kind of faith that Jesus invites us into. But Jesus does not invite us into a system where we, we take advantage of the faith of the average person for our own gain, for our own benefit. 
that the people of God congregated in community are meant to be the light in the nations, to be the salt of the earth, to be the embodiment of Jesus's message of good news. And so as we enter into our time of ingathering, of stewardship, of, of fundraising, as we look to decide how we are going to do mission in the coming year. It's important for us to look on this message and remember why we are congregated in the first place. It's not so that we can have a good club. Because frankly, this is not a very good club. You don't even have a bar. <laughs> but that's not why we're here. We're not here to be a club. We're here to be the embodiment of God. And so we do enter into stewardship because we want to be good stewards of, of the resources that you are willing to share with us, myself and, your, and the vestry who make decisions and work hard to decide what are our goals as a community. How are we, as St. Luke's Episcopal Church, going to embody God's good news in the place that we are? And we do that through, through holding public worship. We do that through outreach and service to organizations in our community. We do that through, through formation and offering people the opportunity to meet Christ. And so we, we take the resources that you're willing to give and we try to be careful in using them so that we might accomplish Christ's will and not be tempted into the ways of the Pharisees. Because in every generation, that temptation arises to, to build up the organization or the institution over and above the mission that we have been given. Our presiding bishop, he has something he calls the way of love. And, and it's something I think we're going to explore in the coming year. But, but, but I think Bishop Curry says something really important, that we are first and foremost, a movement. The Jesus movement, he calls it. Actually, he calls it the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement, which is a little wordy in my mind, but Jesus movement, that's a good thing. So let's focus on that. We're a movement more than we are anything else, right? Which means that we are active. Movement implies action. That we are a community that seeks to embody Christ, not just when we sit here, but when we go out into the world that we as a community seek to make this place that we call home the best place it can be. In some way, a reflection of the kingdom of God. We are a movement more than we are an institution. At the same time, we, we have this wonderful, amazing tool, this place, this great resource for our own use and for the use of our community. And the community makes actually pretty good use of this. There's always opportunities for more, but we have a school. We teach karate. The Girl Scouts are here. There's an art teacher who's asked, talking about having art classes in the, in the hall. That, that we do lots of things. People use our space for celebrations, for weddings and, and birthday parties. And, anniversary parties and, and lots of different things. That this is a tool that we have to show Christ's love in the world. 
So part of our stewardship, of course, is making sure that our tool stays in good shape, in good working order. We want to keep our axe honed, right? We want to keep our saw sharp. We want to keep our drill ready to go. And so we ask stewardship so that we can take care of this tool. And we ask stewardship so that we can accomplish the mission that Christ has given us to do. Because the faith that we bring together in community is the thing that Christ invites first and foremost from us. That we can be his followers so that together the gifts and the abilities and the time that we're willing to spend, all of those things agglomerate into the body of Christ. The eyes and the ears and the lips and the hands and the feet and the arms of Christ to embrace the world around us. And so the widow's might is an important story and an important reminder to us to keep our eyes on the goal of building the kingdom of God in everything that we do. Amen. 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 Wonder what everybody joined me on the last course. Everybody, hey, hey, man, a little.